How many glad you're in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. Praise God. If it were not for the Lord, where would we be? Let me say it again. If it were not for the Lord, where would we be? Amen. I'm glad today that uh, we are able to come together. Amen. And worship the Lord together. Spirit and truth. We also want to say thank you for those that are joining us online. And uh, <clears throat> it's pretty interesting when you get the data back on that and uh, about how, uh, how it has uh, in, impacted or people that are watching in several different places uh, in the world. Amen. But most of all, we want to preach the word. Amen. So that somebody might be five, six, eight, ten thousand miles from here, however far they are, we can uh, reach them with the word. Amen. And they can see the power of the Holy Ghost on display. Amen. Because that's what it's all about. How many believes today that the Lord is big enough to handle your need? Amen. Strong enough to handle your problem. So we've been standing a lot today, but uh, I want to go back to Proverbs, the 28th chapter and verse uh, 19. And... Uh, when you get here uh, in chapter 29, uh, you see there are a lot of different comparisons. There's warnings, uh, there's uh, uh, instructions uh, that uh, kind of carry over from chapter 28. And uh, uh, the best thing to understand today is that following the Word of God, you can't go wrong when you follow the Word of God take to heart those things that are uh, that can speak to you and to change you and to strengthen you and to keep you stabilized in this day and time that we live. Amen. So we're going to read the scripture here and be seated in verse 18 of chapter 29. It just simply says here where there is no vision where there is no vision, no prophetic vision uh, no revelation the people perish. Everybody say perish. Now, the translation, let me say it again, cast off restraint. Say that with me. They cast off restraint. So where there is no prophetic vision, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. Amen? But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Amen. Do you believe that today? Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you once again this morning. Amen. For your goodness, your mercy, your loving kindness that you uh, have so graciously shown to us. And Lord, without you, it is impossible to have the hope that we have today. And Lord, we're standing on those promises, believing, Lord Jesus, that one of these days and soon it shall be that you will come for your church said you would come for a church that's without spot or wrinkle that's been washed in your blood. So we ask today, Lord God, as we stand here before you, that you would minister to our hearts. Let our ears be open to hear, our hearts open to receive what you would speak unto us today. Amen. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. And let everybody say amen and amen. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. Turn to somebody that might be not so close to you and say, good to see you here today. 
Praise God. What a mighty God we serve. Praise God. And you know, like the song says, angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Vision is a powerful thing. Vision is a powerful thing. You know, you really don't know you need help until you need it. Kind of shifted gears there for you for a moment, but the fact of it simply is, is that before you ever get to a problem, you have to have a vision that, that there is a God that is able to minister to your need in whatever particular circumstance that you haven't even arrived at yet. There has to be some kind of a revelation or an understanding in your relationship with God that he's going to be there for you. How many believe that today? How many believe that today? There's things that you have not faced yet that you know God is going to be there with you when you get there. It's like even right now in your life, you know that because past experience maybe. Where when you faced something, God was there. When you didn't know who to turn to, he was the one you turned to. When you felt like there was nobody else you could talk to, he's the one that you called out on. Right? Amen. And so we realize today, amen, that it's in that name, in the name of Jesus, amen, that we can have confidence in and faith in that he will move in our lives. Without a vision, the people perish when there's no revelation, when there's no prophetic voice, amen, they cast off restraint, amen. We live in a world today that don't have a vision, amen. They have no vision, they have no prophetic word, they, the word of God, listen to them talk today. They don't want nothing to do with it, they don't want nothing to do with prayer, many people, and they're just, and, and, but what's going to happen is they cast off restraint. Meaning that, that, that the convicting power of God, the Word of God, has no effect in their life. And they're just going to go out and do what they want to do, irregardless of the consequences. So, uh, before I get too carried away here today, uh, 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 when you go back to what we talked about last week, and it was very uh, much, I think this is very much a revival type of a theme. But we gave you three pictures of people that were perishing uh, without a vision. Out of 1 Samuel, the third chapter, Bible says in verse 1, And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. The word of the Lord was precious in their days. There was no open vision. So what happened? What happened? Well, we talked about three different people uh, last week that was very important. Number one, we were talking about Eli, the high priest. Eli somewhere had lost that vision. We're talking about his two sons, Hophni and Phinehas. Hophni and Phinehas were two priests and, and they were uh, carrying on in the uh, 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 tabernacle uh, in ways that they should not, promiscuous lifestyles and, 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 and wasn't living for God the way they should, was doing things wrong. They had no vision uh, and they had no voice for the things of God. Where there is no vision, where there is no prophetic voice, where there is no revelation, people perish. And so Israel was on a dark path. 
they get in a skirmish with the Philistines. They go out to battle the Philistines. Uh, and real quickly, uh, the Philistines are overpowering them, overcoming them. So Hophni and Phinehas get a bright idea. Let's go back and let's get the Ark of the Covenant. And let's bring the Ark of the Covenant to the battle. But God didn't show up. And so they lost that battle. Hophni and Phinehas lost their lives. And the Ark of the Covenant was taken by the Philistines. When the guy comes back to Israel to give uh, uh, Eli the report, Eli was so shook he fell off the wall and broke his neck and he died. Where there is no vision, where there is no prophetic voice, where there is no revelation, the people perish. <clears throat> Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. So we could stick on that and drive that home and say this is the consequences, consequences of a, the lack of a voice in your life, a lack of revelation, a lack of vision. But today I want to go into three uh, uh, phases or three pictures of God, of a God who has the answer. No matter what's going on in your life, I'm telling you, he's got the answer. No matter what's happening around the world, God has the answer. Amen. That's why your relationship with God means something. Amen. It means something. Amen. You talked about this coronavirus and all this kind of stuff. You don't know what to believe anymore. That's fine. We're going to do what we have to do. Amen. But I still believe in God. I still believe he has power in heaven and in earth. Amen. Under the earth. Amen. No matter where it's at, God still has power. I'm not going to lose that vision. I, I'm, going to, I'm not going to lose that faith. I, I'm going to believe that. God still has all power. You need to believe that today. Come on, let's clap our hands and praise Him this morning. Let Him know you believe Him today. I know He's able. How many believe today that God is a deliverer? Amen. So, so when you talk about God being the deliverer, what do you see? Well, let me tell you the story. Continue where Eli, Eli uh, where he strayed and, and got so far from God and, and, and Israel was under attack by the Philistines. And during this time, there was this little old lady. I won't say she was an old lady, but, but she was a lady. And uh, in her spirit, she began to pray uh, this lady was named Hannah. Everybody say Hannah. And I think she said something like this to God. When you look at the story, she's like, oh God, amen, there's, there's no one here who listens to you. Amen. That is an indictment. Amen. When, when you're at a place and you're praying and say, God, I've got a petition, but, but there's nobody here to listen. Amen. Nobody's listening to you. And if, if you'll give me a boy, although I'm past the years of having a child, I will give him back to you so you'll have a servant to listen to you all his days. Could it be that we had a lady that came to, to the tabernacle to pray? Amen. That came to talk to God and say, Lord, we have no vision now in Israel. We have nobody that will listen. I can't have children right now, but if you will bless me and give me a child, I will give him back to you so you will have somebody that will listen. 
Every one of us sitting here today need to have a pair of ears that are tuned in to hear what the Lord is going to speak into their heart. Come on. A lot of times we can preach, we can teach, we can do a lot of things, and we need to listen and apply those things, uh, amen, and whatever it might be, those principles uh, of the Word of God to our life. But there comes a time, amen, when you, uh, uh, you're going to hit a dead wall, and it's not just going to be about somebody standing behind this pulpit and preaching you the Word of God. Somewhere, someway, somehow, you've got to open up your ears. You've got to get a, open a line of communication uh, between you and God and let God begin to speak uh, into your spirit. I don't want I don't want to be in a place where I have nobody that's listening uh, nobody with a vision uh, we need to pray God open up the windows of heaven uh, amen open up our hearts our minds our ears uh, we want to hear from heaven uh, would you put your hands together and bless him this morning hallelujah understand her burden was so heavy and her concern was so great Amen. That, that, that Eli thought she was a drunk woman. She staggered in. She was mumbling around. Amen. Didn't make sense to Eli, but he had lost his vision. Amen. You're the top dog right there, but you lost your vision. Amen. You, 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 you weren't listening anymore. You didn't understand what was going on in Hannah's life. All you thought was, is, woman, you're drunk. Amen. But yet something else was going on. God was ministering to her. She was speaking to God. So no matter what we might think about the situation, amen, sometimes you're going to get in such a desperate shape, amen, that maybe there might be a time of prayer where you got utterings that, you, that, that nobody else would really understand what they are. Come on now. Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. I'm talking about a vision. Without that vision, uh, amen, people are going to perish. Israel was dying. Lives were being lost. Why? Because a priest, uh, amen, by the name of Eli and two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, uh, had lost their vision. God heard her cry. Amen. A cry that was just not, oh, just some words, but it came from her heart. Everybody say heart. And God gave her a son. Amen. Well, you know the story. Amen. God, God gave her a son. His name was Samuel. And, and later, uh, uh, she took him to the house of God. About 12 years of age. And, and she submits him and says, this is the promise uh, that I made to God. That when he gets at this age, I'm going to give him to you. Eli was still there. Eli was still there after those many years. And so she gave him back to God. She told Eli that Samuel was the answer to the prayer that she had been praying years before when he thought she was drunk. And so she left Samuel. Can you imagine that? Amen. You don't have children. You can't have a child. You pray to God. God gives you a child. But he gives you a child based on your promise that I will give him back to you at a certain age for your service. Hello? Something there. But yet I think I go beyond that. I'm thinking she's thinking, God, we have nobody that's got an open ear to you right now. But if you'll give me a child, I'll raise him that way. I'll teach him that way. And so when I give him back, <clears throat> you, he will, he will have an open ear to you. I believe that's the way we need to teach our children. Right? 
right? To have an open ear unto the Lord. Amen. So she leaves Samuel there at the house of God as she had promised. And you can almost see Samuel. I, you know, nothing was like this. He's walking around. Amen. This is his new home. He's checking out his surroundings. You know how kids are. They want to see what's going on. And uh, so here he was in the midst of all this. And under his breath, amen, you could hear him saying, baby, let me just give you my synopsis. I know you're here. Mom told me you're here. Mom said to seek you diligently. I'm here to hear from you. I was born for a purpose. Speak to me, O Lord. I don't think he just walked into the temple one day because his mom. No, I think she had been prepping him for all of these years. This is what I prayed for. You are what God gave me. This is going to be your purpose. Folks, don't tell me sitting here today that, that, that that's okay just to come and sit on a church pew and, and just kind of fulfill that duty. No, I believe each and every one of us has a purpose. I believe God saved us for a purpose. I believe God called us for a purpose. That vision, we don't want a dead vision. We want one that's alive, right? Amen. We want God to be able to speak something into our spirit because, and we listen and we receive it because we are prepared for it. Samuel, at that young age, no doubt was walking the corners, amen, and saying, I know you're here. Where are you at? God told me you were, my mom told me that you were here. Amen. And so one night, it happened. He had gone to bed. And all of a sudden, Samuel heard somebody calling his name. How many has there been in that situation before? Huh? You go to bed and somebody calls your name. Right? Well, I, I get it. I understand. It's usually your kid that's hungry at midnight and wants to go get something to eat. I understand that. How many ever had that happen? Nobody? Get grandkids. Grandkids will they, they will, they will put you on a mission real quick. And so he had went to bed and he heard his name. And so, uh, you know, he rushed to uh, uh, Eli's room to see what uh, he had, what, what he wanted. Eli, what do you want? Remember though, Eli's lost his vision. There's nothing there. He didn't understand. He said, boy, go back to bed. I, I didn't call you. So the boy goes back to bed. And when you read the story twice more, he's called. The voice came. He runs to Eli. And Eli's like, boy, I didn't, I, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. But all of a sudden, boom, the lightning hits. It strikes him that he was hearing from God. And he didn't recognize what was happening. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. 
But now, Eli, it, it, it clicks in him. Oh, it's God that's speaking to him, not me. It's God. And so, so we understand here that, that, that he said, all right, Samuel, go back to bed. And when you, hear, when you hear this the next time, just simply say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth thee. So something clicked in Eli's head that simply said, this is the protocol. When God calls you to say, yes, Lord, your servant heareth. Speak to me, Lord, I'm listening. Speak to me, Lord, I'm listening. Without a vision, people perish. When you don't have a voice or you don't have an ear to hear what the Spirit will speak to you, you will lose that vision and the people will perish. You know, people out burning Bibles, burning the very thing that can, that can change their life. I don't know about you, but I can't get rid of a Bible that has pages that are missing. Somebody says, oh, that's crazy. No, it's the Word of God. I try to find some use for it. I just can't walk over and throw it in a trash can. It's the Word of God. Somebody says, well, it's just a book. No, it's not just a book. Yes, it's been binded. Yes, it's been put together, but it's the Word of God. It's that which will, that will keep you on the right track. It's the voice of God that if you will listen to and open your ear, it will change your life. It's what will bring faith to you. It's what will what bring hope to you. Amen. It's what's going to come into your life and bring you some things, amen, that you can stand on, a foundation that you can stand on, sure and true, even, even though the violence of storms that come your way, you will be able to stand on that foundation. Oh, let's clap our hands and praise him this morning. He is, he is worthy of that today. So Samuel did what he was told. Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth thee. And then he did. You know, there's one thing about, Brother Larry, there's one thing about hearing the voice of God. It's a whole other thing about putting it to action. Doing what the voice of God has told you to do. So God revealed himself and told him a sad story. Everybody say a sad story. A sad story. God revealed him the end of Eli's family. Wait a minute, God. I've been staying with Eli for a number of years now. He's fed me. He's clothed me. He's, he's been good to me. But God was putting him in that place of understanding, he's not going to always be here. You see, when the ark was taken, and I tell this story from Philistia, amen, to Philistia, these enemies of Jehovah, amen, experienced God's judgment. You see, because when you follow the ark and you follow the story, you see where, where the ark was sent to Gath, where the results were the same. You had death, you had sickness, that came upon the land. The citizens of Gath said, get this thing out of here. Take it away. Send it over to Ekron. But the men of Ekron were ready to send it home. They've sent the ark of God to Israel to, uh, from Israel to us to slay us and our people, they said. And so when the ark was finally returned to Israel, Samuel had been raised up as a prophet and a judge. All these years later, 
Now Samuel was the prophet. Samuel was the judge when the ark finally makes its way back home. And so they sent it there. So when the, when the ark was finally returned to Israel, Samuel had been raised up. And he called the people together and said in 1 Samuel 7, chapter 7, 1 Samuel chapter 7 uh, and verse 3. He said, if you do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the strange gods and Ashtoreth from among you. And prepare your hearts unto the Lord and serve him only and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. In other words, if you will change your heart. What's he saying? If you will have an ear to hear. You now have somebody that's got an open ear to God. Here's a vision here now. But now you have to hear. And if you want this to end, you've got to humble yourself before God. Seek his face. Right? What did he say? Let me, let me go back and say it again. If you do or ye do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, if you put away the strange gods and Ashtaroth from among you, if you prepare your hearts unto the Lord and serve him only, he said, I'll deliver you. In other words, what's he saying? There's got to be a vision. There's got to be a voice. There's got to be a people that will do, that will listen, that will apply it, and that will serve me only, right? Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. It's easy to get, it's easy to get sidetracked. It's easy to get off balance. It's easy to follow another path. Amen. The world's got all kinds of voices that are going to be that's speaking to us in this day and time, and it's going to take us here, there, and everywhere else. Amen. But you've got to lock into that one voice, that one that on, the one that only matters, and that is the voice of the Lord that speaks into your heart. Amen. That, that's preparing us. Do you believe that? I believe God is preparing us for that day that he comes for his church. You believe that? Put your hands together for him right now. So we see where the people responded, and they served the Lord only, and they gathered to Mitzvah for a prayer. And while they were there, the Philistines came against them again. Amen. But, but what they found out in all of their energy was, all of a sudden, they, they're like, well, these aren't the same people we fought the last time. Their attitude's different. Amen. Israel was different now. They, they were praying. They were open to God. They were, they were uh, uh, serving Him. It wasn't, the, the voice was back. The vision was back. The hearts had been changed. Think about it today. Amen. Israel was different. Everybody say different. That's what has to happen to us. We've got to serve Him. And so therefore God thundered with great thundering against the Philistines. And they, they were smitten before the Israelites. Amen. God moved. Everybody say God moved. Amen. Samuel, Samuel then uh, set a stone between Mitzvah and, 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 uh, uh, and uh, 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 Shin and, 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 and called, uh, called it Ebenezer and saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. In verse 13. We're told that the Philistines were subdued and came no more. There was peace in the land according to verse 14. 
See, folks, it makes a difference when you're hearing from God. It may, when you're in your battle, it makes a difference when there's an open communication between you and God. Because when you uh, uh, forego that and, 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 and your, your, your ear is stopped up and you're, and you're listening to other things and you, you lose that vision. And when you lose that vision, you lose that ground. And when you lose that ground, you lose your hope. When you lose your hope, you kind of settle for anything. I don't know about you, but I, 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 I don't want just a, a, a little rain. I want that thunder to clap. But I want God to move. I want God to move. So the vision of the church, when we look at the vision of the church, the vision of the church needs to, needs, uh, what we need is, is, is a vision of our great God. God's ability, everybody say God's ability. God's ability to deliver you, to deliver me out of every circumstance, not just some, but every circumstance that life might throw at me. Why? Because I understand that God is a deliverer. But pastor, you don't understand what I've been going through. Maybe I don't understand what you've been going through, but I do have a God that, that knows all about it. Open that line of communication, talk to him. Let God move in that situation. Believe in him. Right? He's a deliverer. Everybody say a deliverer. He's more than able. Right? Amen. God is a deliverer. God is a restorer. Everybody say restore. Amen. You go back into the book of Amos. And the people were scattered, the Bible says, running to and fro, thirsting and dying and, and being destroyed by the sword. Why? Why was all this happening? Because of their sins. Because of their sins. Do you think we're all going to get by with that? Sometimes people do. People think that God's God. You know, we got a lot of people in the world today that just feel like God's accepting everybody. Everything's going to be okay and we don't have to worry about anything. My Bible doesn't tell me that. But a lot of people believe that and all I can say is they'll find out. And I say that to the church as well. There's a lot of people that go to church. They're very faithful. They go, but yet their heart isn't where it needs to be with God. So, so understand this. Don't, don't get to that day one day and when, when all of a sudden something doesn't happen the way you want. But Lord, I've been faithful. He said, you know, Lord, we cast out devils in your name. We, we, we healed in your name. We did this and that. Sorry, I didn't know you. Hmm? Vision. We need it. Everybody say, I need the vision. He's a restorer. So when you go back to Amos, there they were. All this was happening because of sin. But God, God was not finished. God, God, God wasn't about to desert his people. Amen. He wasn't going to allow the prophet to stop without declaring the restoration he was bringing to Israel. God, God had a plan. Yes, this happened, but I've got a plan of restoration. I'm a restorer. I've got a plan of restoration. Right? So what did he do? So here's Amos. Amos is that voice. Amos is listening. So he's going to speak to the people. So number one, he proclaimed that God is going to raise up the tabernacle of David. And he's going to close up the breaches thereof. Number two, he said he's going to raise up the ruins and, and build them as of old. Number three. The people of God would possess the land and the blessing would begin to flow. God is a restorer. Amen. 
Yes, this happened, but I'm going to bless you, and the blessings are going to start to flow again. Number four, the reaper would be overtaken by the plowman. Number five, the treader of grapes would overtake the sower of the seeds. Number six, the mountains would drop sweet wine and all the hills would melt. Number seven, God would bring again the captivity as people of Israel and they would return to their land. Number eight, the wasted cities would be rebuilt and inhabited. Number nine, the people would plant vineyards and make gardens and eat the fruit therein. Number ten, they would be planted upon their land and he pulled up out, out of it no more. So you can go back into the history of Israel and you can see on May 14th, 1948, Israel came in existence under the leadership of David Ben-Gurion. A nation was born in a day. The official, the official census of that, of that population was roughly 8, 872,678 in 1948. Many years later, you pop up in 1971, they had almost 3 million people, 2,991,000. 2, Look at them today. Amen. I'm here to tell you that, that God's blessings, amen, when you listen to the voice of God, when you hear the voice of God, when you and I, if we're here, amen, restoration is underway. I believe God's going to come to a place. Will Israel go through a lot? Yes, they will, but there's going to come a time when God says, uh-uh, no more. There will be a finality. And if I read the word of, word of God correct and I get the Old Testament, there's many times when Israel didn't have to lift a hand. God would move. Hello? Somebody say praise the Lord. I believe in that same manner he's able to restore all things to in the way he deserves, that it, that it needs to be. He's a deliverer. He's a restorer. How many believes that God is our Savior? Come on, man. That's the message we need to be preaching to people today. God is a Savior. You got to understand that in the intertestament period, as the spiritual dark ages was dismal, uh, and it was, a, it was a hard time, a dismal time, and for the world, humanity needed help. 400 years of silence, men needed a Savior. And then all of a sudden, one night on the Judea hillside, a bright light penetrated the darkness, and multitude of heavenly angel hosts, amen, was rejoicing. They spoke of good tidings and great joy, which would be to all people. That's where the message revealed the birth of Christ. The Lord Jesus, the one who came to take away the sins of the world, he has arrived. Everybody say hope. Everybody say a Savior. Amen. He's a Savior. He's come. He came, bright light, bring light, life through the gospel. He came to light up the world. There was an old man in Jerusalem by the name of Simeon who was just a devout man. He waited on the consolation of Israel. He had been told by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen laid eyes on the Christ child. I kind of believe today that the Spirit woke him up one morning saying, rush to the temple. This is the day you've been waiting for. Can you imagine what Simeon felt like as he dressed in a hurried fashion, began to shuffle along the temple? It was a day that Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple to follow the custom of the law. And when Simeon saw the child, he took him in his arms and blessed God and he said, Lord, 
in Luke 2, 29, 32, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all the people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of the people of Israel. Simeon not, he didn't want to die before he embraced his Savior. What a vision. What an answer that was needed for then and it's needed now. He was only a deliverer. He was not a restorer. He was a savior. And this morning as I close, I will tell you this right now. You must not forget your relationship with Jesus Christ, that open line of communication, that ear being open hear me today, does matter. Don't let that vision die. Don't let that voice die. Hear me today when I tell you, you can let it die in your life, and if it does, you lose your way. You lose your path. You lose your light. Pastor, is that important today? I will tell you this, as I stand before you today, we need him in our lives. We need the Savior in our lives. Let's stand together. Amen. Praise God. I know I, know, I, I, know I went a little long this morning, but listen to me. If you will receive what we are, have been talking about the last two weeks, let that scripture burn in your heart. The people perish because there's no vision. The people cast off restraint because there's no vision. Folks, we can get caught up in our own way of thinking, but I don't just want my thinking to come from me. I want the Lord to speak something into my spirit. Amen. I, I, I want to know I'm on the right path. So this morning as we, as we stand here today, we're going to sing a song. And as we sing, I want you to raise your hands. If you feel comfortable, come to the altar. Remain distant right now. We're still in this pandemic, whatever they want to call it. Put your mask on, whatever you got to do. Let's just come. Let's find a place to pray. If you're not comfortable with that, just at least where you're at. At least where you're at. Would you just find just a few moments to call on the name of the Lord? Call on the name of the Lord and let God begin to speak something in your spirit. Tell him, I'm open, my, my ears open, God. I want you to move in my life. I want you to move in my spirit. I want you to move in my family. I want you to move in my church. I want you to move in my city. Hey Amen. I want you to move in this great United States of America. I want you to move in the world. Can you pray like that today? Can you pray like that? Please, people. Please, we can get so complacent going through what we're going through right now. I just need you to focus for just a moment. Let's sing a song right now and let's pray in Jesus' name. Oh, call on the name of the Lord right now. Call on the name of the Lord right now.